0: has for information on educational purposes only and not for the purpose of rendering medical advice. As always, information should be pulled from multiple crippled sources, crowd reference, worm you your almost accurate hypothesis, Evans, can support, always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any question regarding a medical condition. <gasps> this is the Actual PT Podcast, where actual problems mean actual evidence, producing actual results. And your hosts, Troy Lind and Taylor Flock. Howdy, howdy, world. Thank you for tuning into what is truly a special episode. Just a few short days ago, myself and Troy and as well as some guy who I hear is our producer named Mo, um, we all three graduated from physical therapy school. So for the first time ever on a podcast, let me give a warm introduction to the Dr. Troy Lind.
1: Please, 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 Taylor. Uh, just call me Dr. Troy Lynn, please. please. That's too, too kind of you. But anyways, uh, congratulations congratulations to you too there, Mr. Flocken. Or should I say Dr. Taylor Flocken for the first time on radio?
0: Oh, thank you, sir. Thank so, Taylor, you.
1: let me, um, let me uh, spit a little known fact at you real quick, okay? That you may or may not know. Who knows, right? Not me. So currently in the United States... All PT programs are doctoral programs, and all PTs that are currently graduating in the U.S. are, in fact, thereby doctors. Did you know that?
0: You know, I think I had heard that somewhere, uh, namely from the APTAs, or the American Physical Therapy Association's Vision 2020, which set out to do two things. First off, um, that all doctor or all PTs, I'm sorry, would be doctors of physical therapy and that they would be able to provide physical therapy via direct access, which direct access is just uh, being able to go to your physical therapist without seeing your doctor or your primary care physician first.
1: So from what I understand from my time in the field, um, it is very common for people not to actually know that. Those who have graduated from an accredited PT program are, in fact, doctors. So a quick history lesson for those uh, you know, those of you out there that are itching to find out. Uh, the first doctorate-trained physical therapist in the United States actually graduated in 1996 from Grayton University, which is in Nebraska. While this did not become a standard of practice... Until until CAPD itself made it so in January 2016. So really, it did not become a standard of practice across all PT uh, schools until January of 2016. So the next question we got is, why is this not common knowledge, Taylor? Oh,
0: uh, you want to know, Mr. Troy? You want to know? Or I'm sorry, Doctor Troy Lind. I, I, I messed up there. Sorry. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. Thank you. Well, <laughs> much better, much better. <laughs> well, honestly. Part of it's our own profession's fault. Um, you know, we haven't really done the best job of advertising that fact. And there's also been some pushback, not only from, you know, other healthcare providers, you know, their professions, but also within our own profession. So our hopes is that within today's episode, we want to make the case for why physical therapists should go by doctor or at least introduce themselves as such. You know, you can introduce yourself to a patient like, you know, hello, I'm Dr. Flock and uh, you can call me Taylor and just kind of go from there just like that.
1: So we're going to tackle the myths surrounding it. And while a lot of what we're going to be saying today is opinion-based, we do actually have some data to support us. So make sure to stay tuned for when that comes later in the episode.
0: Yes, absolutely. Make sure to stay tuned for that. And, you know, one of the things – that I come across, you know, between our profession is some, some do not like the idea of physical therapists going by doctor, but there are plenty of other professions that are kind of like in a similar, you know, set where they are specialists within a region of the body or in a certain particular part of human movement. And they go by doctors, you know, we have dentists, we have optometrists and also one of our biggest uh, competitors, chiropractors, all of these different professions. It's not weird to call them doctors, but um, it seems like it's almost like taboo within our industry to go by that with patients.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I thought of it's always been a little odd for us to uh, go head to head with chiropractors for competition of our patients. But for some reason, we think it's we we think that we're not allowed to go by doctor, but they are. So it's almost given a, given them a leg up against us in the competition, don't you think?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there is a lot of there's a lot of like rapport building, and you know, just building the confidence of the patient that you kind of know what you're talking about. But, you know, being able to use that term, and we earned the education. So I definitely feel like we should be able to, or we should go with it.
1: Yeah, I think I have uh, enough student loan debt and uh, <laughs> lost en- and enough gray hairs added through the three years of schooling to be able to be called Doctor, right, Taylor? Uh,
0: don't forget the wrinkles. Don't forget the wrinkles, sir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not only the wrinkles on the inside, but also the wrinkles on the outside. Amen, sir. <laughs> so, so when we dove through the research, we found honestly very little direct evidence of this topic. Um but we did find an article by Raymond et al. that which don't get me wrong, this is the Cliff Note version, we found that the way physicians dressed, i.e. wearing a white coat when they're with patient interaction, did actually have a an effect on patient perception. So what can this mean for us as physical therapists, you're probably wondering. So this clear demonstration of being a doctor is not present, present at all in physical therapy due to a lack of acceptable use of us to wear a white coat, even though we do have, in fact, white coats. And there's a, there's a clear lack of distinction of us being a doctor unless we otherwise directly verbalize it to our patients. I mean, I don't know about you, Taylor, but every setting I've been in where I'm either wearing a scrubs Or I'm wearing a polo and khakis, and, you know, you try to compare that to a white coat that everyone else is wearing in our settings, and it's not exactly um, equivalent to a white coat to the patient that we're working with.
0: No, no, not at all. Not at all. And kind of uh, further, you know, with that, if you want to kind of think of it this way for, you know, anyone listening who's not a physical therapist, you know, you – And you meet a patient for the first time that you meet someone who's basically a stranger and you have to build this rapport with them pretty quickly, you know, to build that confidence that you know what you're doing, that you are prepared and that you can help them through their problem and that your knowledge is going to be able to help them correct it. And this kind of feeds into patients, you know, wanting to go through like home exercise programs, you know. Be sticking with it and giving the physical therapy an honest chance before moving on to something else if it isn't working.
1: Yeah. Um, I I don't know about – I don't know how many physical therapists are out there listening, but how often uh, have you struggled getting someone to uh, buy into a home exercise program that you're telling them to go home and do or – Uh, Just get them to buy in 100% with doing the proper form after you've corrected them probably, you know, 10, 15 times. Uh, And when you do that, we find it pretty common to just, you know, we we, we need to get each and every bit of buy-in we can get from our patients and also from uh, even family members that may be there with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. The most common excuse I personally have heard is as to why not to go by doctor from people in the field as well as other physical therapists is because we need to, as they say, emphasize being on a first-name basis to f- – therefore, we can foster a better patient-therapist relationship. Well, and don't get me wrong. This is level five evidence, so – if you if you don't know what that is and you haven't listened to our uh, ev- evidence based uh, practice podcast episode, you should probably go back and listen to that. But um, why can't my argument is why can't we do both? My uh, my last clinical rotation was an outpatient therapy setting, and there was only two. It was a very small clinic, but both therapists introduced themselves as Doctor So and So and Doctor So and So the very first time they saw the patient. And they made it very clear that, hello, my, do- my name is doctor, for example, Troy Lynn, but you can call me Troy and I'll be your physical therapist working for you today. And I found personally that throughout my course of uh, care there, I found that honestly, we had better buy-in than any other place I've been in any other place I've worked. And oftentimes some patients would even refer to us as doctors still, because they felt that we deserved that respect, that we should be given that respect because we have earned to be called
0: no, excellent point. Excellent point, Troy. And, and you know, kind of a, another part, you know, speaking of that buy-in you were just talking about, a big part of our profession is education. And compared to, you know, many other fields of, you know, medicine or healthcare. Our interventions typically don't work, you know, immediately. You know, this isn't like, you know, there's a medicine that will instantly fix the patient's problem. It takes buying. It takes a patient willing to go through the steps with the therapist. And anything we can do to help foster that relationship and build it quicker, it, I mean, it's invaluable to our profession, really.
1: Yes, and, and, and compare that to surgeons. I mean, surgeons don't need buy-in. They just need you you to agree to, yes, yes, sir, you can give me a hip replacement. There is no – other than that, there is no buy-in. Oftentimes, which we'll talk about in a later episode, oftentimes patients don't even understand what's happening with some things, with some Mm -hmm. knee knee replacements, hip replacements. They don't even ask questions because they say, oh, well, he's a specialist. He's a doctor, so he knows what he's talking about. They don't even require further buy-in to do anything else because – They've already agreed, okay, let's do that. And then they wake up and they have a hip replacement. That's done. They've already done their job.
0: No, no. And I think you'll agree with me on this, Troy, that, you know, the best physical therapy that we can provide is education to the patient. You know, they need to be able to understand everything that we want them to do and why it's going to benefit them in the long run. And, you know, like you're saying, you don't have to get that whenever you're going to get like a uh, hip replacement or if you just, you know, you need a new medicine to fix an issue.
1: Yeah. And I don't know about you, Taylor, but uh, I'd definitely feel a lot safer if a doctor told me to do something rather than any Joe Schmo off the, off the street with a, a personal training certification.
0: Oh, I would do anything Dr. Uh, Troy Lynn told me to do for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jumping how high, right, Dr. Floppy?
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, this is how uh, was the uh, doctor episode. We're very excited uh, to be officially kind of entering the profession. Uh, Troy is just uh, past his boards. I know he's super excited about that and mine aren't going to come up and maybe for another couple months, but I'm uh, studying hard for that. So, well, uh, do you have anything else, uh, Dr. Troyland?
1: Not at all. I'd say just uh, do what we always ask you to do. Like, subscribe, comment, thumbs up, thumbs down. Mm -hmm. Tell us Mo uh, needs to do a better job and tell us how great we're doing or uh, vice versa. So, um, yeah, we greatly appreciate it, and we want to make this podcast as good as it can possibly be for you as well as for um, anyone that that comes in contact with it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I guess the only thing left to do is uh, to always, always stay classy.
1: classy. Actual, Actual PT, PT Nation. <laughs>
0: I couldn't even say it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs>